In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We want to begin by saying Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers and grandmothers who are with us today, to all the lonesome mothers who cannot be with their children this day, to the weary mothers who need a break from their children, and the expectant mothers who can't wait to meet them, to adoptive mothers, and to stepmothers, to mothers who have lost their children, and to women longing to be mothers. May God look upon you and comfort you. To my dear wife, Audra, who's the mother of our children, and to my mom, who is probably watching the live stream this morning, hi, mom. To all mothers, may God bless you and keep you and give you what you need this day and every day. Today, as it turns out, the epistle begins with a vividly maternal image, or at the least, an image with which all mothers will be intimately familiar, a newborn crying for food. St. Peter writes, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. For me, it's an image that immediately conjures memories of nights punctuated with incessant cries and tears calmed only by nursing and of Peter or Henry diving out of my arms to get to their mother's breast. Newborn babies sometimes seem to be nothing but desire, tiny bundles of powerful desire, their whole body and open mouth. Though they be but little, they are fierce. A baby crying for its mother's milk expresses with its whole being a proper desire for that which will nourish and sustain its life. And by the way, did you know that the composition of breast milk changes as a baby grows? That it changes when baby or mom is sick? And that the composition of the milk in the evening is even changed to help the baby sleep? How wonderfully we are made. A newborn longs for what is perfectly suited to its growing body. And this seems to be the focus of St. Peter's use of the image. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. He wants Christians to long for that which will nourish and sustain the new life they have in Christ. God, he says, has caused us to be born again through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And again, you have been born anew through the living and abiding word of God. And therefore, he says, since you have been given a new life, do not be conformed to the passions of your old life, what he calls the passions of the flesh that wage war against your soul, malice and deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander. Put away all such things, he says. Do not be conformed to them. Do not live according to the schema of the feudal ways of a fallen world but rather, as he who called you is holy, be holy yourselves in all your conduct, since it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. 
Wherefore, St. Peter says, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. The sincere milk of the word. Now, that's a strange phrase, isn't it? It's strange because it translates a difficult Greek phrase. What does it mean? Well, the word translated sincere is the antonym of the word guile that appears in the first part of the sentence. So you could also translate it as guileless or unadulterated or pure. In other words, sincere milk is the genuine article, milk that would merit the real dairy seal, which tells you that you can trust it's the real thing and not a pale imitation. Real milk which will, in fact, nourish you. Now, the phrase of the word translates a single Greek word, logikon. It's a cognate of the word logos, which is usually translated word, as in the famous prologue to St. John's Gospel. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The Greek word logos has a broader range of meaning than word in English. It can also mean reason, and it's the root of our word logic. In ancient philosophy, it was a technical term for the ordering principle of all reality. Indeed, we could spend a very long time discussing the various connotations of the word, and that would be a lot of fun. But this morning, I simply want to alert you to its depth of meaning. What's more important for our purposes is to see that this milk of the word connects with what St. Peter says earlier about the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Just at the end of the previous chapter, he says, love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is grass, and the glory of man is but the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word by which the gospel is proclaimed unto you. Wherefore, laying aside all malice, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby, if so be that ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. That is, the word in question, the milk of the word, is nothing other than the word of God. That is, the message of God, the gospel the good news of salvation, proclaimed in the scriptures and in the apostolic preaching of the church, the true and lively word that comes to us in our Lord Jesus Christ. For Christ himself is, as the fathers say, the gospel in person. He is the real thing, sincere milk, the pure milk that will in fact nourish and sustain us. And the message about him the word of the cross, we have tasted and seen how good and gracious the Lord is. For Christ hath suffered for our sins once for all, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. He himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins might live unto righteousness. By his stripes we are healed, who by his death hath destroyed death, and by his rising again hath won for us everlasting life. Christ Jesus is our proper milk. 
My blood is drink indeed, he says. Whoso drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. And again he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Christ is the pure and nourishing milk whose delightful taste is already in the mouths of those who love him and who makes the citizens of heaven so happy that, as the Venerable Bede says, they are both satisfied at seeing his glory always and always insatiably hunger after his sweetness as if it were new. Let me put it a little bit differently. You could also say that St. Peter calls us to live with the grain of the universe. He calls us to eliminate from our lives all that is not congruent with the new creation inaugurated by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And he urges us to long for the Lord himself, who is making all things new. In short, St. Peter wants for us what St. Paul wants for us when he writes, As ye have received Christ Jesus as Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby, if so be that ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Newborns naturally desire their mother's milk. They don't need to develop a taste for what will nourish them. And that is both true and untrue of us. On the one hand, we all want to be happy, and that desire is always at bottom a desire for the Lord, even if we don't recognize it as such. For as Augustine says, the Lord has made us for himself, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in him. In this respect, we are like babes. But we are not like them in that, owing to our sins, we have become accustomed to the taste of pale imitations, such that we need to be recollected to the real thing. Our desire for the Lord himself is something that must be cultivated. That's why it's so crucial that we continually return to him in prayer and in repentance and in reading and meditating on his holy word. We do so so that the palates of our hearts might be cleansed, that we might again and again taste and see how good the Lord is, that we might continually come to confess with Jeremiah the prophet, thy words were found and I ate them, and thy words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart, and that we might return again and again to the pure and life-giving milk of the word, to the Lord who says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he that has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy milk and wine, without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Hearken diligently to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in fatness. Incline your ear and come to me, hear that your soul may live. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.
Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.